0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Bringing Virtual Care Home. My name's Tina Nall, and I'm the Chief Clinical Officer at Anelto, and I'll be your host. Today, my guest is John Halsey, the Chief Growth Officer at Recuro Health. And today, we're going to be talking about scaling digital health, and John's a pioneer in that area. So welcome, John. Thank you for agreeing to be my guest.
1: Hi, Tina. Thank you for having me.
0: Let's get started today by having you tell the audience a little bit about your background.
1: Sure thing. So, uh, I'm the chief growth officer and one of the co-founders of Recuro. Uh, my other co-founder is Michael Gordon, uh, founder and CEO of Teladoc. Um, and where I am today with Recuro goes back to the very early days of Teladoc. Um, so I actually led the A round of institutional money into Teladoc, which was, you know, a really cool idea really kind of scaling convenience care. Um the the interesting aspect though it was really oriented around the direct to the consumer. And so I, I loved the model but I hated the execution. And so at the time, um uh, Right. We were not getting uh, consumers really weren't getting at scale uh, their health benefits uh, that really goes through payers, uh, through employers or insurance companies. And so my my material contribution at Teladoc back in the day uh, was to to help orient the model to go after payers. You know, employers, and we really focused on mid-market employers and the success, you know, in, in partnering with some of the aggregators like brokers and TPAs and, you know, taking that upstream to uh, large group employers and then ultimately to carriers. Um, and you know, so I did that. Michael and I both stuck around through the D round of funding. Um, you know, Michael had amassed a master, great, uh, great, uh, collection of talent, uh, talented operators. And I was fortunate to be a part of that. Um, and then, you know, Telelock has continued to succeed and, you know, really exciting to watch them continue to grow. Um, I then moved on. I sat out for a little bit and then got involved at MD Live, uh, another telehealth company. Um, and it functioned in a similar role, leading the uh, growth and sales uh, side of the shop. You yeah, know, stayed there for a few years and then moved into other population health, uh, mechanisms around chronic care, advanced illness. So some really cool things, but really all about scale and, and using data to, to identify, you know, gaps in care and, and, you know, where there's a gap, there's an, uh, there's going to be an exacerbation and with scale, we can intervene efficiently. Um, and that's taken me to, to Recuro. And so, uh, Michael, uh, who somebody I've, I've been fortunate to collaborate with over the years reached out to me a few years ago. And, you know, he was approached to, to look at, uh, telehealth again. Um, we really didn't want to do Teledoc 2.0. I mean, again, great company, but it, it, the, the goal, I think for us was to do something more, more holistic, uh, more impactful, uh, preventative. Leveraging data, not being quite so reactive, uh, the TelDoc model or the, the first iteration of telehealth was really about low acuity, non-emergent care, um, which was really great. But now convenience care is, it's not so much just a a modality, a a, you know, a, a communication modality, but it's really about an engagement strategy that can drive a better outcome. And so that led us to Recuro, um, a digital health or telehealth company, but we, to execute on it, we did something different. We began acquiring different tools and companies and resources that would sophisticate the model to make it stickier, to, to support a broader preemptive, proactive engagement model. So, um, so that's where we are now. And uh, again, we have a, we've acquired six companies, uh, we have a, a, just a tremendous collection of, of uh, operators and entrepreneurs. You know spanning multiple verticals and it's really exciting time for us
0: all so when you're successful marketing your solution to a payer then how does the payer execute that and make it turn into a patient experience
1: sure that's a great question um i mean i think fundamentally you have to look at the the current paradigm um again predicated on on you know telehealth of of 20 years ago uh right And, and um, where telehealth was kind of carved in, it was embedded as a, a convenience care modality um, with very low uti- little utilization. Today, and really with the experience of COVID, right, COVID has helped to rationalize uh, digital health in general or telehealth in general. Uh, we see a utilization up almost 40% higher than pre-pandemic levels. Um, So so inherent in that and inherent for us as operators is to to do something that's not just about engagement and a term I've used, but to do something that focuses on the outcome. Um, And so to do that, telehealth and and other community, uh, other modalities of of engagement can't live on an island, right? They have to interact and interoperate, share data um, and, yeah, so what the way that we work with a payer, whether it's a large employer or a health plan, is we integrate into their existing ecosystem, um, either leveraging our own ecosystem of, of solutions or, um, you know, the existing payer's ecosystem of solutions. Um, and, you know, pass information, pass patient information and patient experience in a seamless manner. Um, And that's a fundamental change from where care was, digital care, telehealth was 20 years ago. And it's it's really exciting to do that. Uh, It enables us to be oriented not so much around engagement, which I would argue is the front end of the funnel to, you know, an outcome. So if you look at engagement to get, um, you know, a, a... activated patient and activated patient to get us behavioral change. Behavioral change can drive the outcome. And so we want to work with a payer and integrate with what they're doing so we can get that outcome.
0: So what is the carrot for the patient? Like, um, the payer offers the patient, um, this, a, a program based on your solution. What, what is that carrot for the patient to be involved? or engaged. I guess I'll use your word. I'm going to take
1: a step back and say the carrot is really different uh, for the plan sponsor depending upon where they are, um, and then I'll come back to the patient. So um, when we work with with you know payers, it could be a commercial payer, it could be a Medicare payer, both you know a Medicare Advantage or, or uh, an ACO or some other entity, or it could be uh, functioning uh, looking at Medicaid uh, populations. Um, The the carrot is really the problem that we're solving for. So one size does not fit all. Telehealth of old, one size, you know, here it is, you call sinusitis, bronchitis, whatever. Um, But today it can do much more. For the uh, commercial population, you know, likely part of the problem is, so it's it's access to care, but it's also this inundation of multiple point solutions. for the plan sponsor, it's vendor fatigue. That kind of turns for the member. That's engagement, the front end of the funnel. It's like, gosh, which of the the many things do I go to? And if I don't know about it, and you know, it's a poor user experience. It doesn't get engaged, and you can't achieve the outcome. So the goal for the commercial uh, member is real, or the commercial plan sponsor is really, or one of them. One of the points is is about vendor fatigue and and kind of creating a, a a more connected, uh, cogent user experience for the plan sponsor that will get that that outcome. If you think about Medicare, right, these are multimorbid, uh, more chronic, right? And so having the right data, contextually relevant information to the provider and the patient in real time becomes really relevant. So we're talking about, you know, device data, remote patient monitoring, um, other uh, care models that use the the right information, at the right time, in the right setting, the right modality to get that outcome. So so there's a premium for handling that data and the efficiency associated with that. That's the pain point. If you think about Medicaid or managed Medicaid, right? All those same things uh, apply. But if, if you or if you're not also addressing some of the challenges around social determinants. You fail to engage, right? And so solve using whatever solution, you know, for us, it's digital health and, and some of the, the supporting uh, constructs um, in, you know, in concert with one another to solve the problem for each vertical, commercial, Medicare, Medicaid, becomes the game changer, which drives, you know, the carrot for us is appropriate engagement of the member, which drives the plan sponsors outcome so engagement for commercial is different than engagement for medicare versus engagement in medicaid a lot of words
0: (laughs) yeah and so when i hear you describe that um anytime i'm hearing that ultimately you're trying to get to an outcome i'm thinking value based care you're you are very much looking at how you keep that patient as well as possible to improve their quality of life and to de- decrease over cost of uh, um, overall cost of care, would you say that's accurate?
1: Yeah, 100. percent So I think um, you know the the old adage of following the money. Value based care has shifted the you know it, it's the whole delivery model from from that of a you know a, a financial mechanism from fee for service to some other uh, back end uh, mechanism. To, to really orienting around the outcome, right? And so we, at Recuro, we think of our, you know, we're truly trying to take a population health approach, which is very much aligned with uh, tenets of value-based care. Uh, again, pulling the right information, the right time, the right setting to drive the appropriate outcome. Uh, I think that's, that's the challenge, the mandate that we all have right now, um, now more than ever.
0: So, so what do you see as the uh, barriers that are still in existence to um, digital health?
1: Yeah, so a lot of them. So COVID helped to rationalize, uh, you know, the 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 broad use of of digital health. Although, from you know, the, probably the biggest one is from a regulatory standpoint. Um, during the pandemic, uh, we saw uh temporary you know uh, cessation or kind of a relaxation of, of some of the regulatory uh concerns and now post-COVID we're you know trying to return to old. I think the genie's out of the bottle I think clinicians um are and and uh health systems and health plans and you know we're we're slow to to really embrace but I think it's inevitable. The genie's out of the bottle um, I, I think that we can look at the more the ability to, to uh, leverage more frequent touches to drive better outcomes. Um, that you know that becomes paramount when we think of the number of of aging baby boomers, um, the sh- the seismic shift that we see in in Medicare spend moving from you know from an acute setting into the home. Um, that's not. That's not going to unwind. Um, so I think regulators are, are beginning to, to adjust to the new norm. They want to make sure that that appropriate safeguards are in place. But part of that is also clinicians becoming comfortable with seeing uh, you know, the better outcomes uh, delivered by you know touching, touching, and interacting in the in a traditional setting, but also scaling by by using care teams. And you know virtual uh, modalities, device data, and video—you just you know you, if you can touch a patient, and you, you can impact and interact with a patient four or five times, six times uh, in a year. You're going to do much better than an annual time. And then if you you know, apply that same model to chronic populations, more frequent touches are kind of drive so you know better better outcomes. We have uh, what 135 million ish, uh, individuals with one or more chronic condition, you know? So we've got to find something that scales. Uh, I think that, you know, I think it's, it's going to happen. Um, that was, I don't know if I answered the question. Um, you know, I, going back to your question, I think, um, you know, regulators, uh, are, are going to be, uh, you know, understanding and becoming uh, more more comfortable with this as a modality, patients and providers really embracing this as the new norm. Uh, really, are those are the barriers, and we're seeing those come down. You know, daily now, and it's exciting.
0: Yeah, yeah, it absolutely is. I mean, I think it's a foregone conclusion that patients are most comfortable in their own homes. So if we can get care into their own homes, then they're in a natural environment where their ability to be successful in achieving their highest level of health um, is also, um, again, a foregone conclusion. So so what's next for Recuro Health that excites you the most? So,
1: uh, I touched on it just barely at the beginning, uh, but so Recura was born out of, um, you know, uh, kind of aggregating a number of different companies or entities. Uh, we've acquired six companies to date. Um, you know, there's, there's no endpoint to that. So we've acquired, um, uh, informatics companies, technology companies, home lab, genomics. Um, you know, I, I think for me, the, the part of the excitement is is that what the next the next acquisition or enhancement um, it just so, helps to sophisticate our model that helps us scale, that helps us solve more problems, to expand the the breadth and depth of our ability to to drive an outcome. Um, you know, that's what's so exciting for all of us right now. Um, whatever we can do to, to scale, to impact more, more patients, to support more caregivers, uh, to deliver on m- more personalized uh, engagement models yeah uh, i mean that that's that's the task at hand for all of us that's what we're actively doing uh you know we're looking at our, our the next next potential additions to our company through acquisition or through partnerships um that expand our ability to to solve big problems and it's exciting
0: so your platform that is available to um providers clinicians payers to interpret data would you say that's more clinically based or more um uh on the business side from an analytics standpoint
1: yes um so right so it, you know we um depending on who we're talking to when we partner with uh pay so first of all if you you know, understand kind of value based care and we think about vertical integration um you know we have these new terms payvider you know you have providers that 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 are taking risk. You have, uh, payers that are delivering care, you know, ver- you, you've got retail providers that are, are now, uh, getting into care and delivery. Um, so when we, when we talk to, um, uh, you know, somebody who's involved in, in, uh, delivering care pro- partnering with a provider organization that probably is taking risk in some form or fashion, whether it's in a retail clinic or it's a health system, um, it's really, it's about, Uh, leveraging contextually relevant data in real time, um, you know, integrating those disparate data streams um, and facilitating broader engagements and and broader handoffs to to other care providers, right? And in a care model, in our model, we integrate behavioral health, but we also have uh, workflows that support referrals to specialty care providers. Um, And that that becomes really kind of cool and fascinating. But we, you know, we're, I, I tend to think, you know, from a payer uh, lens a lot of times. And again, that goes back to some of those, those multiple point solutions and having them talk to one another. So at a, at a macro level, um, you know, getting the right, the right solutions aligned and communicating with one another so that the provider and the patient can have that meaningful interaction at the same time. Um, so again, the answer is yes, uh, clinical and, and, uh, business, uh, you know, uh, integration becomes paramount.
0: Yeah. So it sounds like your solution is almost more of a network where it connects everyone, um, that is involved in that care episode, uh, up to the payer. Is that, is that accurate?
1: It, it can be. So, um, you know, so each use case is, is unique and different. So uh, in many cases, you know, it doesn't doesn't require all of that uh, or require all of that. Um, but when you're supporting a broad health system with multiple uh, sites of care and multiple providers, um, yeah, you to, to, that becomes almost a table stake to be able to execute at that level. But if you, if if you don't need it, if it's not required, when we're partnering with a, a plan sponsor or a spe, you know a, an employer or a specialty insurance provider, um, uh, you know that becomes unnecessary, and, and you know, we can turn on or turn off certain connectivity points in our in our platform, our solution. Um, we have our own network of providers. Uh, primary care providers, behavioral health providers, we can turn those on or off if we're deploying our platform, our technology around an existing provider panel, they don't need that. And so we won't provide that. Uh, we become the scalable technology that enabling technology, but where there's uh, limited access to providers, um, you know, this becomes a, a, a particularly enabling, uh, impactful uh, care gap filler for
0: great so who who is your biggest customer today
1: um, so there I mean it would be large insurance companies right now so we we serve a, a couple of la- very large uh, managed care or MCO uh, entities uh, jumbo employers not dissimilar to what we did at Teladoc. right we started off two years ago working with with mid-market employers leveraging that upstream to uh, large, larger employers and ultimately now to, uh, the health plans. The health plans, I think to me really are, are more impactful because we can, we can impact, you know, and reach more thousands, hundreds of thousands of lives, um, at a time. And that, you know, digital health scales, right? And so that's, that's the opportunity for us and the mandate, uh, and the need for
0: us now yeah and the win-win is is thousands of more patients are healthier and overall cost of care is coming down yeah it's really you. exciting
1: yeah
0: yeah it's, it's all about great. quality so um do you have any parting words or want to tell our audience how they would um most easily contact you or if they have interest where to learn more about you
1: we have a, an active website and and uh, we're constantly pushing out blogs uh, it, you know it's kind of the world from our perspective um, yeah so uh, visit visit our website recurohealth.com. but you know in general it's it's uh, you know it we'll we we'll, we have our own perspective that we'll push out there but we'll also aggregate other content so it's not just about our perspective. We love to learn from others' others perspective. Reach out to us. Uh, you know, we uh, reach out to us through the web or read some of our content. Sign up for our newsletters um, and and then connect back to us. We'd love your. We'd love everybody's opinion and perspective. Um, again, I, I appreciate the opportunity just to chat. This is this is such. This is such, I get really kind of preachy and uh, but it's such an exciting time to be in this in this space where we can leverage, you know, data and, and you know, provider networks and and various technology modalities and have them all connect to deliver care, to work to an outcome. Um, and, it, you know, if you want to talk about that or learn more about that, reach out to us.
0: Yeah, it sounds like if you have somebody looks at your um, your website, they can contact you and say, here's the problem we're trying to solve, and you most likely will exactly. have something to offer to bring uh, value to that particular a potential customer.
1: Uh, yeah, a- absolutely. So I probably didn't say that as as eloquently as you did, but uh, but yes. Um so but it, it it actually you said the the magic phrase um it's really about the problem we're trying to solve. Um so that you know one, one size does not fit all, you know, what what's unique to your to to you know, to you or to a plan or a provider or an employer everybody based on their geography and their population and their employees, right They're they're all looking, they had unique issues and challenges. Um, and, you know, we're, it's exciting to be one of the, one of the solutions that can help address that. Um, we're excited about that.
0: Well, I want to thank you again for being willing to be my uh, guest today and tell us about Rekuro Health and for all of you out there i hope you'll join us soon for another session of bringing virtual care home and you have a great day thank you